Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the UK's number one ice hockey podcast for Chelmsford Chieftains fans. Yes, you heard correctly, we are number one in the UK. After episode seven was released on Thursday last week, it charted Friday at number one and it stayed there all weekend. This is not only an incredible achievement, but one that wasn't even in my thoughts when I started. But it's a fantastic display of how passionate the Chieftains fans are. So thank you so much to everyone who has listened, liked, followed and shared. Uh, Also, with the release of episode seven, we smashed through the 1000 listens barrier and welcomed listeners from Romania and Thailand to add to the other eight countries that have been on the list for for quite some time. Uh, So with a bit of good news out of the way, we do have some sad news out of the Chieftains HQ this week as club legend number 44, Sonny Phillips, requested release from his contract and the club reluctantly accepted. Uh, His statement in full reads, It is with a heavy heart that I have made the sad decision to ask to be released from Chelmsford Chieftains. This is one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make, and one that I never imagined making. Chelmsford has been my home for so long, and I would have loved to have spent my whole career here, but unfortunately it was not meant to be. The Christmas period is a very busy time for me and my family, but I've always made sure that it doesn't stop me playing and I've always tried to, my utmost to make as many training sessions and games from wherever I am in the country during November and December. For the past several seasons, I've spoken to the previous coaches, organised games I could play, games I couldn't, and we have planned accordingly. This year seems to have been slightly different, hence why I have decided to leave the club. I would like everyone to know that I haven't made the decision because another club has approached me, I just didn't feel comfortable with what has happened over the last couple of weekends. Thank you to the fans that have made my time at Chelmsford very enjoyable. I've got to know quite a lot of you, made a lot of friends along the way, and I hope made some of you smile. And a special thank you to all my shirt sponsors over the last several seasons. Thank you to all the boys. I've made some great memories with you all. And the best to Luca. You're one of the best goalies I've ever seen, and I'm grateful to have shared the net with you. Thank you to Cam and Grant, who will go down as two of the best players I've ever played with and who have ever played for Chelmsford. The last few weeks have proved that. Good luck, boys. And lastly, to all the office officials, rink staff, Bear, Gemma, Karen and Dell, without whom none of it is possible. Thank you, and I will miss you. Sonny P, hashtag 44. Sonny will be greatly missed. Uh, a true fan favourite, a great character on and off the ice. Uh times I've met him you know a thoroughly nice young man uh, and I wish him every success in whatever he chooses to do next so yeah sad farewell there for Sonny Phillips 
Uh, on to the weekend's games then, as Chieftains played away at Milton Keynes Thunder on Saturday and at home to the Streatham Red Hawks on Sunday. We'll start at Planet Ice, Milton Keynes. A fast start by both sides, but a clinical one by Chieftains as Grant Bartlett and TJ Fillery got the Chiefs two up very early on and they looked to be smashing through the thunder. But the MK base side pulled one back, although I've not been able to find the scorer, my apologies. Uh, Anthony Leone and James Pentecost added to the goals in the first that saw Chieftains go in at 4-1 up. Slightly elongated breaks as the home Zamboni took its time to get round the giant pad at Planet Ice Milton Keynes. Five minutes into the second and the game lost all structure and goals started to flow in from left, right and centre. Uh, first, Ollie Baldock made it 2-2 uh, two two for him on 25-41. And on 26-57, Haggard took two for tripping and in that power play, Cam Bartlett fired a slap shot from the blue line past Milton Keynes' 17-year-old netminder and made it 6-1. TJ Fillery got his second on the 30-minute mark with a terrific solo goal. Uh, and on 34-19, Angel pulled another back for MK, making it 7-2. Three minutes later, and George Gell celebrated his call-up to the GB student squad with a goal, making it 8-2 to the Chieftains. On 39-29, uh, MK's number four took a penalty as the Chiefs looked to pen the home side in. An interception and a breakaway left a two-on-one for check, and the Thunder stole a short-handed goal through Carlon seconds before the buzzer. End of the second, a crazy 8-3. As the home side started the third on the penalty kill, and just when they thought they'd killed it, Cam Bartlett stole, stole in from the left circle and finished high inside the near post for 9-3. Over the next 10 minutes, Milton Keane staged a mini fight back with goals from Harrison Good and Tom Carlon on the power play after Beckett was boxed for tripping, now 9-5. On 54-54, Grant Bartlett got his second of the game and stretched the lead back to five. It was back to four a minute and a half later as Alex White pulled another back for the Thunder. The scoring finally came to an end on 57-02 when Ollie Baldock got his second of the game, making it braces for Grant, Camp, Ollie and TJ, with Pentecost, Leone and Gail getting the rest. Man of the match for Grant Bartlett and a jubilant trip home as the lads prepare to welcome Stretton Redhawks to the Riverside. Sunday night started in horrifying fashion as the league leaders hit three in three minutes through Antonov and two from Inglesby. Saunders called a timeout at 3.47 to affectionately crack some skulls, which certainly seemed to work as the ship was steadied and on the power play later in the first, Cam Bartlett pulled one back and the buzzer sounded at 3-1. Into the second and a shift of four on three, power play led to Neil Lillard pulling another one back for the Chieftains as they looked to claw their way back into the game. The second was much better from the Chieftains and led to a very tense third at 3-2 down. But it wasn't to be in the third as Ingoldsby completed his hat-tricks and the Red Hawks took the two points back from the Riverside. There was also injuries to Ollie Baldock and Bailey Chittock. Uh, Gemma has also sort of said they are OK. They both left the rink in good condition, obviously not revealing what those injuries are. 
but we are looking for some players to come back from injury. But the details we had from that was that both lads are okay, so their their health is in in good check. So an unfortunate result. The game went exactly the same way actually as the the Solent home game after going three down early, pulling a couple of back, and then conceding a fourth in the third. So. Yeah, a bit, bit of a shame there for the lads. We've got another go at Streatham down uh, Saturday week, back down the high road. So we'll have another go there. Uh, right now, we're going to get Mark Saunders' thoughts on the weekend's games. Over the weekend, I was, you know, two points out of four is not a, is not a bad return. Um, talking through Saturday first, I was a little bit kind of... Um, I felt we left ourselves short defensively. I thought we were a bit lacklustre on, on Saturday away at Milton Keynes. We should have been defensively tighter than that. We've been much better over the last kind of um, three or four weeks with our defensive zone systems and where we are in a neutral zone. And I just feel like we switched off a little bit from that on, on Saturday. Obviously, you know, scoring 11 goals is nice in a game, but I think conceding six is, um, it just leaves us kind of a, a little bit of a, a bit of a nudge in the back of our mind that we needed to tighten up defensively. And I think, you know, that was the message after the game on Saturday. You know, good job, well done, two points. But let's make sure we're better tomorrow night and be ready to go. And obviously, uh, you know, we ran into Streatham on on Sunday night. We knew that was going to be a, a, a good contest. And and again, as as the last few weeks, um, we kind of jumped back a couple of weeks there and ended up putting ourselves in a massive hole, for, you know, less than four minutes in with 3-0 down after about three and a half minutes, I think it was. And it was kind of, you know, we we kind of straight in the middle of a storm there. Obviously, I had to call the timeout and kind of steady the ship a little bit. And I thought, you know, for the for the 56 minutes after that, I thought we were really good. And obviously, to concede one goal in 56 minutes against that team is, is very good. So I'm pleased with that. Obviously, to, you know, to, to, to score two. So, you know, for 56 minutes, we're 2-1 we're there. But if you don't come out and you don't start the game on time and you're down three goals inside four minutes, then <clears throat> that's what happens. So, yeah, unfortunately, that one got away from us and it got away from us pretty early on. Obviously, you know, two points lost there. I, I feel like we were, for the large part, again, uh, in in big parts of the game, we were better team and we controlled the game well. Yeah, some things to work on there always is. We need to learn from you know, a lacklustre start from, from Sunday and try and be better with that. We're going to need to be better with that on, on Sunday at home against, obviously, Solent as we welcome those guys in. Because, again, those guys did that to us. When they came in a couple of weeks ago, uh, another slow start, we found ourselves climbing a hill. So we need to make sure that we're on task with this and we need to make sure that we're taking care of our starts and being mindful from the get-go that, you know, you can't win a game in the first five, ten minutes, but you can sure as hell make it really, really hard for you to to win a games, you know, so um, if, you, if you're down, you can, you know, against some of these good teams, they'll shut it down. So, you, I, you know, I feel you can lose a game in the first five, ten minutes. So we need to be aware of that, take care of it and just make sure we're on task. Um, obviously, a couple of injuries picked up on the on the weekend. You know, we'll see how those guys are as, as we move through. Hopefully, we've got a couple of guys coming back. So, you know, the injury merry-go-round seems to keep going round. Um Hopefully nothing too serious with with any of the boys that picked up um, knocks and bangs on the weekend. Lots of block shots, lots of bruises. But yeah, this team is is full of warriors, and uh, you know we'll be ready to go against Solent on Sunday night. And we welcome the the fans back in again for another home game. Um, yeah, one thing that the boys always feedback is that 
and you can see it with them as well, right? Really feed off that home environment that, you know, they're kind of the fans for them and, and the way that the guys, you know, support us and jack us up and, you know, the banging on the glass and the cheering and, you know, in those moments when we're looking for a push, the, the fans are always right there with us. So it's, um, it's, 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 the best place to play in the league without a shadow of a doubt the boys feel it we all feel it and when when we're right there with the fans we you know we push as hard as we can and let's see where we are on uh, on sunday night against silent another league game and um this will be another tough one so more than one that we're more than capable of winning and that's what we're going to be heading for and um the boys know we've got it in the tank so yeah another good week of training and and we'll see you all on sunday Thank you to coach Mark Saunders for his thoughts on the weekend there. Uh, other results around that weekend uh, are Chelmsford Ice Hockey Academy. Under-18s Mohawks defeated Romford 11-3. And under-16s Tomahawks defeated Cardiff 7-1. to uh, In the Britain Cup Group B, the other side of the group in ours, Slough beat Raiders by 5-1 to down at the Sapphire. That means just one game left in that group now is a straight shootout between Slough and Solent as to who will be facing us in the semi-finals. Uh, on Sunday this week, Invicta Dynamos beat Milton Keynes 11-4. Uh, short bench Milton Keynes shipping 22 goals in the weekend. And Slough beat Oxford 2-1. An incredibly tight game down at the hangar that was 1-0 until very late on in the third. So an incredibly tight game there. Forthcoming fixtures then, uh, no game for the Chieftains this Saturday. However, the Warriors are at home to the Haringey Huskies for a 5.30 face-off at the Riverside. You can find tickets via the Warriors uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter pages. On Sunday, we are at home to Solent Devils. We've obviously had our battles with them already this season uh, and looking to get, get revenge on a couple of defeats so far and maybe even lay a marker down for a future Cup semi or final to come. So those are the games for this weekend. For the following weekend, just touch on quickly, uh, Saturday the 10th, we are back down to the high road and facing Streatham. There is a coach that's going to run from the Riverside. It's £15 per person for a return trip from the Riverside down to Streatham. Uh, get in touch with Chelmsford Chieftains on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook or at hello at chelmsfordchieftains.com. Uh, and on that Sunday, we're at home to Romford Raiders Jr. in the second Essex derby of the season, looking to make Essex black and gold again after the uh, defeat down at the Sapphire in the end of October. That weekend, our female sides are also in action. The Pythons are down at Solent on the 10th, and on the 11th, the Cobras make the long trip up north to Nottingham. So get in touch with them on their Instagrams, Facebooks or Twitters if you would like to travel with those. What we're going to do now is have a chat with Neil Baldock, who works for Charles David Casson, who is one of the main sponsors of the Chelmsford Chieftains. Uh, Neil Baldock, how are we doing, fella? I'm very well, thanks, Ben. How are you? I'm really good, mate. Really good. You're the first person to make uh, two appearances on the podcast. I oh, know, mate. I can't believe it. I'm, uh, I must be uh, a lucky guy. Yeah, of course. We, uh, you gave us a match report for the Warriors a couple of weeks back. Yes, that was uh, yeah. It was a very enjoyable game that one. I, I do I do like uh, supporting the Warriors as well as the Chieftains. Lovely. Now you're part of Charles David Casson, that are the Chieftains' main sponsor. That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's me and my brother Matt that um, own the company, and um, yeah, we're a local estate letting agent and property management company in Chelmsford. Excellent. So, and is it just mainly Chelmsford? Or do you reach a little bit further afield? 
Yeah, to be honest, we cover the whole of Essex. So um, we do sales and rentals, uh, and especially with the rental side, we cover the whole of Essex. So we manage properties right up into Colchester and Clacton, um, across out to Basildon and Billericay and Wickford and that sort of way. So anywhere within about an hour of Chelmsford, for rentals especially. Um, and then on the sales side, we kind of sell in Chelmsford, Whitton, Braintree and surrounding areas. Uh, we're all across the wonderful kingdom of Essex. That's right, mate. <laughs> uh, and I've just found out tonight you also do a podcast about property. Yeah, yeah, I've got a, a podcast. We do a lot of social media um, stuff as well. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Charles David Casson Estates, um, and me and my brother on LinkedIn as well. Excellent, excellent. So what what first sort of uh, got your company involved? What made you get involved with the Champs for Chieftains? Yeah, well, I um, so I know uh, a chap called Will Polston, who's an ex-Chieftains player, and uh, we know each other through through business and stuff like that. And um, also, I just I used to go and watch the Chieftains when I was a lot younger, sort of a teenager, um, and then I had a bit of a break for it for a while. And I took my son Michael um, along last season and just fell in love with it again, um, basically. And I just think it's a really good like. It's just a real family vibe down there. It's great for the kids, great for the adults. Um, and, of course, our target market is um, local families with homes and stuff like that. Um, and we wanted to do something to support the team as well. So, yeah, it's worked out nicely. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, at, at this level, I mean, without the amount of fans and the sponsors, the, the team just can't survive, can it? So it's a, it's a certainly a vital vital ingredient. Yeah, that's right. I think they, you know, they, they sort of rely on things like that at this level because they, you know, there isn't huge amounts of funding available. So, um, yeah, we're really pleased to support the team. Fantastic. And you also, as you said earlier, go and support the Warriors as well. Yeah. So we've got, uh, to be honest, I've just become so addicted with ice hockey that um, I can't get away to all the away games. So if if there's a Saturday and the Warriors are playing, then um, you definitely see me down there as well. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And you say, and your son Michael comes with you, and he enjoys it. He does, yeah, he loves it, and um, he's getting quite well known in the the far corner now because he's uh, he's so vocal that uh, a lot of people know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I actually sit sort of a few seats down from you, just uh, in that far corner. I don't know, so we, we do speak normally most Sundays. Yeah, I see you down there, and it's normally me and my mate um, Richard Baxter and Phil, and Richard's son Alex comes along. So it's normally us plus a couple of kids, so it's really good. Yeah, I think we actually first sort of connected uh, being Chieftains fans on the playoff weekend in Milton Keynes because you couldn't get any beer at your hotel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't have any beers um, at, the, at the ground because I was like, you know, obviously looking after the kids and then uh, got back to the hotel and then shut the blooming bar. Yeah. And um, yeah, then I remember you popped up on Instagram and sent me a picture of you with a pint of Stella or something. Yeah. I don't know what was worse, the fact that you couldn't get a beer or the fact that I could, but the first person who walked in the bar was a Streatham fan. Oh, really? Yeah, so, <laughs> that was quite a strange one at the in a hotel bar in Milton Keynes on a late Saturday night. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> but lovely. So, obviously, with, with the involvement as a sponsor, do, do you get anything out of being a sponsor as a company? You got like a, a jersey up in the office or anything? Yeah, so we've uh, we're going to come down and have a, a photo with the players um, and stuff like that. But really, we've got we've got a board around the rink, so obviously all the skaters see that throughout the year. Um, and it's just lovely seeing people, um, yeah, walking around 
in the Charles David Casson uh, jerseys now. It's really nice seeing um, seeing people wearing our brand on the Chieftains. Yeah, and obviously, and quite a famous ex footballer wearing it now as well. Yeah, absolutely, and um, he, uh, yeah, Peter. Um, I think he shared one of my brother's stories because we were off. Yeah, we often share pictures of the players wearing the jerseys, mm-hmm. and then um, he retweeted. I'm not retweeted it, so he really shared it on his Instagram story. So that was really good. Yeah, it's uh, the world of social media now. Even down to something like an estate agent, it's all become sort of guerrilla marketing, isn't it? It's just plaster it everywhere you possibly can. Yeah, it was just branding, isn't it? Yeah, just get the brand out as much as possible. Um, we have to. We sort of as a business, you have to have so many touch points now with people to um, get your sort of brand recognition out there. So, um, you know, but for us, like we sponsor some local football teams. Um, we do a lot in like the community. We do a lot of uh, school fate boards for um, promoting school fates and things like that. So, yeah, for me, it was just like when the opportunity came up to sponsor the Chieftains, like a team I love, plus, you know, it's a community sport. I was like, yeah, we want to get involved. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And I've, uh, I've seen that uh, Michael has uh, 35 to Sardry on the back of his jersey. Is that uh, something he'll look to in the future, maybe, getting in the pipes? Yeah, he's definitely, um, he's trying actually at the minute. He's got to improve his skating, but um, I've even got a hockey goal in my lounge and he's um, he's playing all the time. He's absolutely, um, he's in love with Luca and uh, Luca told him that it's the first, He's the first person to get Luca's shirt, so he's really happy with that. Oh, brilliant! That's fantastic. He's 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 such a lovely young man, Luca Tassadri. The the chat we had on here, and then I saw him at the rink um, the the following week, and he's a real top young fella. Yeah, he's he's fantastic, and he's so humble, and I mean, he's so good. He's so good, um, but he hasn't let that go to his head. He's really happy to give his time to like the kids who want to fist bump him and have pictures and stuff like that. But I think I think all the players are like that. They're really really good to the kids down there. I agree. I think, yeah, they all do a, a fantastic job with, with the fans, especially with the young fans. I think the signing table is a fantastic bit of innovation for the club. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah, I think, I think uh, did I see him down there this Sunday with uh, Kieran, James Pentecost and uh, Neil Lydiard? That's right. Yeah, they came out. Funnily enough, no one had put the um, the table out for them, so I think they had to put it out themselves, bless them. It's got to talk about first world problems. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, nothing like reminding you of what level you're at than putting your own signing table out. That's, um... Yeah, exactly. Well, the worst thing is I forgot to take my shirt off to get it signed, so I sort of had to lean my belly over the uh, table and say, do you mind signing this, lads? <laughs> very, very graceful, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, jolly. So out of the, um, the the sort of the three kits that we've got, so obviously we've got the warm-up kit that we're at home, the sort of amber-gold one, and then the black and the... White home. So, what what's your favourite then with your logo on? Well, I must admit because we've got sort of three different colour schemes for Charles David Casson. I I I, um, I think the um, the away kit, the black sort of mainly black and gold kit, um, our yellow branding really stands out on that one. So, yeah. I, must admit, I do like that. Yeah, I think the jersey I'm going to get is a home one just because I like having the home jersey, but um, I do like it on the away kit. Yeah, I do like the home one, but I did. I think I, I talking to Simon Douglas because he's got the the black away one. That when I have my coffee on the way home, I'm always a bit worried about spillage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You do have to be careful, especially if you have one of those rollover hot dogs down at the rink. Um, you know, you've got to be careful. Your ketchup don't go down. Yeah, ketchup don't go down yourself. That that's that's sort of true 
old school hockey support, isn't it? When you're sitting there all eating hot dogs, <laughs> catch up down the front of the jersey. That's right. Yeah. The only, thing we need, the only thing we need now is cup holders on the backs of the boards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And some more comfortable seats. Yeah. I mean, that's something I think actually that obviously without the sponsorship and the, the people coming in, I'm not entirely sure actually how it all works. Cause I would imagine that the, the, the council probably own the ice rink. But, um, yeah, well, I think, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I sort of, I'm not really involved in that side of it and sort of like the running of the club, but I think the, the club essentially just hires time on the, on the ring from um, from the council. So, yeah, I mean, in the future, it would obviously be nice if they, they were able to get their own ring or something like that. Yeah, because, I mean, I do the, they certainly have made improvements in, in the Riverside. I mean, the Leisure Centre as a whole had a massive overhaul over the last few years and is a fantastic facility. But I think something like, you know, maybe a little upgrade on the seats would be nice in the future. I know the surface was redone, excuse me, in the off-season because it's um, it's actually an incredible process. Have you ever seen it done or seen a, a time-lapse video of it? No, I haven't. I must admit, because after me and Michael were skating the other week and um, there was one of the chaps going around and drilling into the ice, um, I think, to check the thickness of it. And I, it did, I couldn't believe how thick it actually is. Yeah, well, it's got... The sort of the surface underneath it is painted white, right? And then they paint all the lines and the, the creases and whatnot on, and then freeze over the top of it because it's. Uh, I think in the off season, as the NHL teams are all resurfacing theirs, there were some fantastic sort of time lapse videos that came out of it being done, and it's truly is such a satisfying thing to watch. I'll have a look at that because yeah, we've often wondered how the uh, lines are showing through. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, I think pretty much every NHL team uh, just before the season started shared a time lapse of their rink being painted, and there's a few actually, obviously, that share facilities in in the NHL. Um, and Madison Square Garden converting from Rangers to Knicks is a phenomenal video. Right, I'll look that one up, mate. Yeah, really, is really is good. Uh, does do you sort of have? You said you're sponsoring another sort of couple of football teams. Do you go and watch any other sports yourself? I don't really, to be honest. This is it's funny. I, I um, so my, my brother's a bigger football fan than me. He's a Spurs supporter, and um, I've always followed West Ham since I was young. But I don't really follow it or go to see it very often. But ice hockey is like the first, and the Chieftains is like the first sport I've I've like got into where I'm looking at the league. I'm coming to every game I can. Um, yeah, it's just it's properly got me hooked. Mm. I think in comparison to football, I mean, people would probably say that's the most popular sport in in Britain. the The value for money with ice hockey is just it's terrific. It's it's such good value for a ticket, and there's always entertainment. It might only be you know three twenty minute periods, but you're still gonna get a good few hours of entertainment out of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because although it's like as you say, it's only an hour's worth of hockey as such, but because of the breaks and everything else, you, you're down there for a little while. But I think it's just so exciting. There's no, I think the other thing about it is there isn't really any other sport like it with the level of physical contact, the speed of it. Um, I just don't think you can get that from anything else. No, I, I agree. And it's something we were sort of discussing on, on other podcasts that even perhaps, I mean, uh, Deck Moran, who was on with me last week discussing the games, he says to his mates, oh, I'll go and watch ice hockey. And they say, oh, what, what, like the NHL? And they don't even have a clue that there's there's leagues in this country. Yeah. No, I think people, people and I think that's a sad thing. But maybe that's what's like, you know, happening now with um, 
you know, raising the profile of the Chieftains a little bit and the podcast and everything else. Hopefully, people, more and more people will get to know about it. And, um, yeah, I've noticed, obviously, there's been a couple of sold-out games recently at home as well. And if that continues, then, um, well, we're going to need some more seats. Yeah, it certainly will. And, yeah, I think it's something that's sort of happening with the leagues throughout the country. I know that, um, obviously, via play have taken over from Premier Sports now with the Elite League. And that's getting a lot of television coverage. Yeah, well, funny enough, I only found out about, um, and maybe it's changed, like you say, device sports now, but I, I downloaded that um, Premier Sports. Um, one of my friends told me about it, and um, it's great. I didn't know you could get that. But um, the other thing is now with these, and hopefully they'll keep improving, but some of these live streams where you can watch your team when they go away, I think that's an excellent idea. I do. I think that's great. Yeah, I, I think it's something that every single team in right the way down to NIHL two, perhaps even in the in the women's game, it's something they should invest in. Not only for uh, fans that aren't able to to get there. I know in some of the leagues, you know, the distances that you have to travel are incredible. Um, but the also for sort of like the disciplinary procedure, I know you actually have to provide film of a game. I think Oxford was slapped with a large fine recently for not supplying video of a game. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah, there was a, the plenary issue, I think, which is similar to the problem that we've had. I've, I did uh, discuss earlier in this how Jaden Balker has been given a six-match ban for a hit to the head. I know. I think that was. I think that was um, a really over-the-top decision on that. I saw. Oh, funny enough, I saw it from one end of the rink when I was sitting there watching the game, and then I've also seen the video from the other side. Um, and, you know, it was a hard check. But I, th- I personally think if the guy on the receiving end of it hadn't stayed down, then we probably wouldn't have been looking at that kind of level of uh, match bans. No, and because from what I understand, obviously there, there was no penalty called at the time of it happening. Mm. And the penalty was only called after the player stayed down. But then once they'd called hit to the head, six games was the minimum that Jaden was going to get. Yeah, because, because that was the on ice call. But how they could make an on ice call after the event without video evidence yeah. is is bizarre to me. Really bizarre. No, I agree, and I've seen it a couple of times now. And I, you know, sort of, I know the refs have got a hard job, so I don't want to dig them out too much. But it does seem to me that sometimes, uh, if the opposing team put enough pressure on the ref, then they'll almost change their mind, you know, and give a decision a few minutes later. Um, and you think, well, hold on a minute, you've just almost been pushed into that by the other team. Yeah, I mean, from what I heard, unfortunately, I, I wasn't at the home game against Streatham on Sunday night. I did hear that there wasn't some particularly brilliant officiating there. No, I, I mean, I can't get into that one because I was going so mad at the time. I just think there was some really poor decisions there. Yeah, I mean, as you say, they've got an incredibly hard job. It's such a fast game. And uh, obviously, without them, there is no game. So... We certainly need them there. Yeah, and I think you know when it goes when the decision goes against you, you go mad and you hate it. Um, and when it goes for you, you're cheering on, and the other team don't like it. So I guess there's they can't really win, can they, as a referee? But um, certainly some of the decisions you, you find a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I know it's uh, and it's something that you can't do anything about once it's been called. You know, it doesn't matter how much you sort of scream and shout, it's not going to be changed. So. No, that's right. Well, the thing, funny thing is, I was saying to uh, Michael the other day, I'm not sure they can actually hear you through that big thick glass. So, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm probably I'm sure they're probably quite glad of that as well. 
Yeah, I bet they are. So, lovely. So, are you planning to go to any of the away games? I know it's, it's quite difficult for a lot of us, especially with young families and stuff, to get down there. But have you made any plans for this season? So, I haven't at the minute, but we definitely it's definitely something we want to do because we absolutely really, um, you know, absolutely loved um, the playoffs in Milton Keynes. We had a great, uh, great weekend away there. Mm. So, I think there's a Streatham game, away game coming up uh, at some point soon. So, we might look to to get involved in that one. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're definitely planning. It's just it's difficult with the kids. It's, it's for us, it's difficult on the return time. That's all. Yeah, yeah. There is a there is a coach running for the Stretton one, incidentally, which is December the tenth. There's a fifteen pound return coach running to Stretton from the Riverside. Okay, yeah. Well, that's about maybe that's the one someone was telling me about. Yeah, so we might look to go to that one. Yeah, it really is fantastic traveling with the Chieftains. We're such a well supported team when we travel, and the atmosphere is uh, going to see all the different rinks is is really interesting as well. Yeah, definitely. I'd say I would, and especially if we're going to um, obviously play Romford. Um, junior Raiders, then uh, we'll definitely get down there as well. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I was in Ireland when that, that one came around a couple of weeks ago, so I, ne- I never made it to that one. But yeah, go, going to the Sapphire was brilliant to create that rivalry atmosphere. Yeah, I could imagine it is, yeah. Uh, brilliant. Neil, thank you very much for joining me on Zero Pucks Given. Um, continue the good work with, with Charles David Casson and, and your podcast. If anyone's looking to buy or rent a house in Chelmsford, I'm sure there's they know there's only one place to go now. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, no, if anybody wants any advice property-wise, then obviously um, come and see us. And uh, But thanks for having me on the podcast, and uh, I'll see you all down the rink. Yes, mate. I will see you Sunday at home to Solon. Yes, yeah, see you there. Good man. A massive thank you for Neil for joining me there on Zero Pucks Given. Always good to get different perspectives on the club from, you know, whether it be from fans, from sponsors. Uh, we are hoping to talk to another couple of sponsors and hopefully get a representative on from Aching Arms UK, who the Chieftains are doing their charity game for on December the 18th. So we're hoping to speak to someone from there before then. Uh, what we've got coming up now then is a chat with our number 10, Kieran Rayner. Kieran Rayner, how are we doing, fella? Yeah, man, not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good, thanks. Sure, uh, sure. Bit of a weekend of two halves. What, what's your thoughts on the weekend's games? Uh, personally, for me, the Milton Keynes game was an absolute shocker. Uh, I played horrendous. Just my skates weren't very good and uh, it got in my head and I had a terrible game. Uh, and you can ask anyone that. They'll, they'll agree. <laughs> um, but the game as a whole... Um, it went obviously it went well. It went well for us. It was eleven six win. Uh, some power play goals, some even strength goals and stuff like that. But um, it's just little finicky things that we just need to tighten up on a little bit and maybe stop giving teams the uh, the chance to you know get on the scoreboard by relaxing just because we are winning. Say I don't know. I think it was like nine two at one point. You know. Yeah, I mean, I was unfortunately I wasn't there. I was watching along on the stream, and it was. Yeah. The forward play was fantastic and some of the goals were absolutely brilliant. But it was, as you say, if if you give, you know, Streatham as many chances as you give Milton Keynes, they're going to score a lot more than six. 
Yeah, of course. Like it's, it's the old saying, isn't it? Give an inch, someone will try and take a mile kind of Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, yeah. And, and Milton Keynes, of course, nicked a shorty as well, which is never nice to concede one of them. No, and, and if, in all fairness, give me his dues, uh, Carlon finished that very nicely. He did stick you know, that, that away that, well, yeah. That was a proper proper kick in the gut, do you know what I mean? But um, other than that, obviously, we won the game, we took the two points, so it is a positive. And then, obviously, rolling into Streatham, again, we knew it was going to be tough because we turned them over in their rink in front of their fans, do you know? It's not something that they're, they're used to having happen to them. They sort of felt, felt the bite in their performance on Sunday then. Obviously, some, Sunday's game, was it was a good game. It was a, an exciting game to play in. Uh, they obviously turned up ready to go, you know, having we having turned them over in their own barn and stuff. Um, and in that in that first five minutes, they they just put a lot of pressure on us, and I think we just gave them a little bit too much kind of respect in that sense that we let them them do what they want to do with the puck and carry into our zone and set up, and and it, it did cost us obviously that early goal which unfortunately was a deflection. It wasn't exactly like Antonov shot it in. It was a deflection, but mm. that's just how things go sometimes. Um, and then, yeah, two quick goals after that. And then Mark called the timeout, just said, look, hey, boys, come on. What are we doing here? Like, this is not our game. And then I think from there, we sort of realised, yeah, this, what are we doing kind of thing. Switched on, woke up, and then started playing some better hockey. And, and just unfortunately, we could couldn't get that third before they got their fourth, you know, so it just went like that. Yeah, it was, it was like you say, one of them things, I think, I mean, to concede three so early and then Mark, I think, correctly calling a timeout just to get everyone's heads clear. Yeah. After that crazy first, you know, three and a half minutes that clearly did the trick because, you know, you got the goal at the end of the, um, towards the end of the first and then in the second, you won the second one nil. Yeah. So, you know, that, that clearly works. And then as you say, into the third, as soon as you start pushing and you're going to leave a gap. Exactly, yeah. So it's, yeah, one of the hit. But as we, I've said with everyone and everyone else who follows this league will know, Streatham are the best team in this league for a reason. They and, they have one system and they play it unbelievably well. Mm. Do you know? And it's, even though everyone knows the system, it's hard to break it down. Yeah, because, they're, they're very disciplined, aren't they? Very disciplined team. Yeah, and in, in a game-like situation, especially with, Penalties was killing us last night with some really, really soft calls. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I feel like that did go both ways. Soft calls both ways and a lot of missed calls both ways. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Right? It's something you can't really do a great deal about as it is when the official the official calls. Exactly, yeah. And, and as much as we're a good team on the penalty kill and power play, obviously five and four, you, sh- you, you should be doing well. But... When you're on the kill, it's it's harder to play against teams that that are set up like that they are, mm. especially with with the experience that they can they can throw out on one line. Do you know, it's 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 hard to set up against guys like that and to 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 stop them from scoring power play goals and stuff. But again, it's just how the game goes. Like it happens for us. We play teams that are say lower ranked in the league, and I'd imagine they feel the same way. Yeah, I would imagine that. And, and we'll get the chance to sort of have another go at Streatham on Saturday week, I think, down at the high road. Yeah. I think so, we played them another seven times or something. So, Yeah, because they were in the same cup group as well, weren't they? Yeah. But, um, so, not a bad weekend. Two points, I suppose, and a, a good performance Sunday. But 
so sort of just not 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 getting the result there. But let's let's go right back to the beginning and when yeah. and where did you start your hockey your hockey career? So I started playing when I was seven uh, in Peterborough. I just basically just did what they used to call Saturday skills. I used to go on that until I was able, well, until I was confident at skating and, and uh, stick handling and kind of like shooting. Uh, and then I joined the Phantoms under 10s team. Uh, and I did from under 10s to under 14s with Peterborough. Then I moved to Nottingham and did my under 16s through to first couple seasons of senior at Nottingham. Uh, and then I bounced between Nottingham and Peterborough for a couple of years, just while I was working abroad. Uh, and then I did my last season with Chelmsford, and obviously this this season with Chelmsford. That was great. When you was at Nottingham, then was the ultimate goal to get into the Panthers team? Was that was that linked? So the the Panthers and Lions, they were never sort of linked. But I was very lucky to. Uh, have played three games with them when I was 16 just as like a uh, on like a kind of prospect basis Um, but then it just uh, I think having transitioned from D to forward that's that year and trying to fill a forward position in in the elite league at 16 is it's a bit unfeasible do you know (laughs) and unfortunately as much as I felt I played unreal uh Corey Nielsen told me, he said, look, he's like, it's, it's nothing on you. You're just, you're just not ready for this league yet at, at, at your age kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, and then, yeah, I just had a had a bad year with some coaches and decided, you know what, I'm going to go work abroad. <laughs> no, and Corey Nielsen's just gone back to the Panthers as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Uh, and he, he will turn that team back around because they've been having... Some awful results. They've had a pretty shocking start to the year, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, how did your transfer to Chelmsford come about? So, when Joe was the coach, I've known Joe since, well, yeah, like since I started playing hockey, really. He's always always been around the Peterborough setup, always been there. Hockey camps I used to do in the summer, he was there. You know, so, I've always known him. Um, and he just basically he just dropped me a message and said, hey, look, we're short on a few guys. Would you mind coming down uh, for a skate and just like see if you see if you fit in kind of thing on like a trial basis until December, uh, and then yeah, just the first first couple of weeks he was like yeah, there's there's no need for the for the trial basis, just stay, and and that was it. Oh, brilliant! And you were you were number ten for Chelmsford. Is that a special yeah. number for you? So when I first went to watch a game, which is what made me obviously want to play hockey. There was a player called Christian Simo who used to play for the Peterborough Islanders, mm. um, and he wore number ten, and he was just my favourite player of that game. And then obviously for a long time watching Peterborough, he was my favourite player. Um, he was probably what I think he's like six four, so he's out there absolutely just murdering people. He had a fight that game, scored like two. I think he scored two goals and got an assist. So yeah, it was just pretty cool. And I was just thinking, yeah, that's 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 I want to be doing that. Funny you mentioned Timo being 6'4", because I've not used Elite Prospects this week because it burnt me bad last week. Yeah. Um, but your Elite Prospects list you as 5'11". Yeah, I'm not 5'11". Is that with <laughs> your skates on? <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, but yeah, I'm not 5'11". <laughs> I read it and I thought, 
I've spoken to this guy loads. I've stood with him quite a bit. He yeah. ain't five eleven. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I couldn't tell you where they got that from. My weight is wrong. My height is wrong. The only thing that's right is that I shoot, shoot right, and uh, where I'm from. Yeah, that, they can't even make their mind up whether you're a forward or a defenseman anymore. They've just put D slash F. Yeah. But, <laughs> and obviously, where you thought you are, you were born in Glasgow, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, born in Glasgow. Yeah, but I moved moved down here pretty young. I think it's like six months old. So, so do you class yourself as English or Scottish? Uh, as much as, well, to be fair, I'd say I'm half and half. But yeah, to my mum, she'd probably kill me. But I'd I'd say I'm more English than Scottish. Is, is, is it Scottish mum, English dad, is it? Yeah, yeah. So, in the, earlier this year, you were called up to the England under-23 team. Yeah. Um, with Ethan Reid, who was with us at the time. And when you both arrived, they had to turn Ethan away because he is Scottish. Yeah, and I, I mentioned that. And they were like, well, yeah, but you've played in England. And I was just like, well, OK, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But also, under-23 is a pretty blatant number isn't it i was 24 at the time so yeah yeah i think i mean they generally that when they use it in football it's kind of more of a under 23 unless you're on the way back to fitness or you're doing yeah. it's quite a loose term isn't it yeah but yeah i was i was a bit confused by that but but how was that experience playing at a national level uh i so i've done i have i've played with england before i did i did um i think i did a tournament in france under 13 a tournament in switzerland under 15s um it's good it's good it's it's a very different experience playing obviously teams that are, are that good and i think denmark when we played i'm sure they said that they were ranked like number three in the world at that age group like mm-hmm. some of those guys were signing like entry-level uh nhl contracts yeah i, I remember watching both games on youtube because uh, i think one was in sheffield one was in witness wasn't it yeah yeah and I just thought, what is the point in, in playing Denmark? Surely yeah. it would have been a lot more beneficial to play someone ranked similar to England. Yeah, it was to like fair play to the coaches for setting it up and everything and, and, and getting it done. But the, like you said, there was no point. No, you can't. You just, as well as, you know, all the lads played when they got out on the ice. You, what can you do when you're you're playing against lads that, as you say, are signing entry level NHL contracts? And I think it was, I got was it fifteen one one of the games. Yeah, I think in Witness, I think it was fifteen one, and then at Sheffield, it was like fourteen nil. Yeah, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what you learned from that. No, apart from that, Denmark are good at playing hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your um, your teeth are they all yours? Uh, I'm only missing half of one of my front ones. And was that? damage from the game or from fighting uh that was actually my first ever training session in a visor my uh, teammates stick me in the face <laughs> yeah and before, that's, before that's i noticed what it luck, was, it? yeah it's rough it's rough but yeah before i noticed what it was that was in my mouth i'd spat it out and you aren't finding a white tooth on white ice no not happening at all is it yeah and I've had it fixed. I couldn't tell you how many times. So I'll just give up with it. I'll get it fixed when I finish playing hockey. Well, other players I've spoken to have stated that you and Bailey are our team's best fighters. Um, so between the two of you, who wins? See, I'm just I'm going to say Bailey because he's got the height advantage, he's got the weight advantage, he's got the reach advantage. 
So if you go off them three things alone, he's already winning. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'd like to, I'd like to say I'd hang in there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever turn it away. No, that's something that can be said of both of you. Actually, I don't think you. Uh, I thought it was when I was talking to Pence. I mentioned about you going for Alex Murray down in Gosport. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I think it's a big thing is it, with fighting. I think it's if you're willing. I think people have a, a bit more kind of respect for you. Yeah. It's the guys that, that skate around giving it all the, the big I am. And then when it comes to it, they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah, no, it's, I, I still think it's a great part of the game. And it, and it really does, as a tactical element for the team and for the fans and everything, it does get everyone going. And you had a great one at home to Invicta last week, I think, with Jared Hush. Yeah. And uh, it was right sort of in front of where me and my daughter sit at the glass. And you give him a great hit into the glass and then you guys just looked at each other, smiled and there was a few nods and then you just went to centre ice and dropped the gloves. And that's, that's what it is. It's, there doesn't need to be the, the all screaming and shouting and, and chipping and all this sort of stuff. It's just, it's like a mutual kind of like, yeah, like you shouldn't have probably done that. And I'm, you just kind of agree with it. Like, yeah, fair enough. And then it's, it literally is. It's as simple as, do you want to go? And it's just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a great part of the game. But you've got, have you got a favourite game that you've ever played in? Uh, yeah, funny you should mention Invicta. Uh, when I was, I think, what year, uh, what season would it have been? It had been my under 14. Yeah, my last season at Peterborough with the under 14s. Uh, and we won the league that year. And we were playing Invicta. And it was the deciding game. Like, if, if we won... We won the league. If they won, they won the league. Yeah. Uh, and we went 4-1 down in the first period. Um, and then we come back to win 7-4. Uh, and I scored four goals. And it just, it, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty unreal game to win the league and score four goals. Yeah, that's certainly going to stick in your memory for a long time, that one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I can, I can remember. It, it's weird. I can remember every every shot. Every goal I can remember it, like play for play, set set piece for set piece. So uh, last season at your Chieftains was your first sort of six season down down at Chelmsford, uh, and you won an award at the end of season awards. Yeah, yeah, I got a uh, player's player. Now that for me, I mean, as I say I've never played hockey, but I've been involved in team sport. That's always the one you want to win, doesn't it? Because that's that's respect from the rest of your teammates, isn't it? Rather than just the manager. Yeah, and it's it's a big it's a. It's a big thing. Like it, it, um, it did put a bit of a knot in my throat when I was talking at the awards evening. I was a bit kind of like choked up by it because it's nice to know that, like the time that I'm putting into into the team and and the travelling and everything, it it goes noticed. And the fact that I try and be, I try and be like helpful and be nice and do what I can for. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, everyone's a family and. Yeah, I'm happy, more than happy to go, uh, like above and above, above and beyond for everyone. Do you know? Yeah, which I'm mean, going to discuss last week with with Ollie and Cam the level of commitment to play at this level, but yours involves you know sort of four hours round trip every time, doesn't it? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 109 miles each way, and then I think it's two and a half hours. Yeah, that's that's an incredible level of commitment, mm. and and I know that obviously you got that award last year, so the players appreciate it, and I know that the fans appreciate it as well. And that's it's a, it's a big thing as well. It's it's 
that's what a lot of people don't see behind the scenes is the amount of time that some people do commit to this. So, like, at the start of the season when we had a bit of a wobble, mm. you know, and, and people were uh, uh, kind of bashing us, like, what's going on? Like, it's, it's a brand new team. We lost a lot of, a lot of big, big personalities in that dressing room, which are hard to replace, mm. you know, and, and it's, it's, it's the commitment of people turning up day in, day out, whether you live five minutes or five hours away kind of thing, you know, it's, we're all there to to put a show on, win some games, get some points and, and try and bring silverware back to the club. Yeah, that's, you can't put it any better than that, mate. That's, that's brilliant. So I've got a few, uh, a few listener questions. Yeah. Um, so, some of these, I think you're probably going to know are coming. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Hitchens, obviously your teammate, as well. Yeah. Who's the worst travel partner? Marky, Clarky, George, Archie, or Pence? Uh I'm definitely gonna have to put Leo under the bus for this one. Yeah. I had a feeling there might be a story that went with this question. Uh I mean there is, but I I, I don't think I can throw him that far under the bus. <laughs> but we'll just say he's a brutal driver. Um, driving back on Sunday, he missed three turnings. Uh, yeah, he's 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 all over the shop, bless him. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the official story is definitely a, an in person story, unfortunately. Well, well I, I said to Dan as well. I said it can't be Pence because Pence is far too nice to to be worse for anybody. No, Pence is Pence is a great travel host. We just chuck on a chuck on a podcast, have a little listen, and then. <laughs> Yeah, just get to the rink in no time. Don't even really notice that we're driving. Yeah. Well, Andrew Monroe has kind of added to this question with with a story about sense of direction. Oh, yes. <laughs> and is this including last year's captain, Jules Smith? Uh, it might do, yeah. <laughs> Jules, Jules is also tied in with that brush. <laughs> he, uh, I reckon he, he yeah, he, he, he could have a sat-nav built into his brain and he'd still go the wrong way. <laughs> Yeah, well, I noticed that you'd seen that question. I thought there must be something quite funny there. So, yeah, uh, but then Mun- gonna... Munzee's not not one to talk because when he's driving, if he starts having a conversation with you, he lifts his foot off the accelerator, and then <laughs> we'll be going from seventy to thirty on the motorway. <laughs> Men can't multitask. It's just something that we can't do. You think as hockey players, you guys would would be able to, but so, yeah, that is true. Right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say who said this question. I'm just hoping yeah. that you're going to get it. Fair Who's enough. the best taxi driver in hockey? The best taxi driver in hockey. Um, to be fair, if we're going off of last year, I'd say uh, Joe Wilson. He did me a solid there. Well, that's going to upset your mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one was. That one was from your dear mum, Elizabeth. She, she's in that circumstance, and yeah, obviously because up until I could drive. She ferried you everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And that's from Isle of Wight before it got knocked down all the way to Dumfries. Wow. So ev- every end of the country, here, there and everywhere. Yeah, literally length and breadth. And unfortunately, because I played in the North and the South in juniors, she had to play at every... Well, she's had to drive me to pretty much every ice rink in the UK at one point. Wow. <laughs> I-, I would imagine you you have got about, haven't you? A, a fair amount, Yeah. So I've got a question here from uh, Jamie King. Yeah. If, if not hockey, what other sport would you play? Um, 
I played I played rugby when I was younger, but obviously I, I stopped playing that because it ran at the same time as as hockey. Um, so I'd probably I'd probably play rugby. It'd have to be a contact sport. So yeah, I'd probably go down your your hockey. Oh, sorry, boxing, rugby. Th- those sorts of routes. I wouldn't ever. I wouldn't go near football. I, I just I couldn't do it to myself. It's a terrible sport. <laughs> Uh, I've got one here from Llewellyn has asked, do you have an NHL team that you follow? Uh, yeah, Detroit Red Wings is for me. Fantastic. How did that come about? Uh, so you probably know probably know the player, Pavel Datsuk. Oh, yes. Uh, Nicholas Cromwell, those those sorts of guys. Dylan Larkin. Um, I, I, one, of, one of the first NHL highlights that I used to love watching on uh, YouTube was just Datsuk's goals. Yeah. And then Cromwell hits and stuff. And then I thought, oh, they play on the same team. I'm going to start supporting them. And then, yeah, that was that was literally it. Yeah, there seems to be like a, um, there's like a list of criteria for what there is to support an NHL team if you're not in America or Canada. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and f- favourite players is certainly right up there, isn't it, as, as a reason. Oh, 100%. So, right, lovely. Thank you for that one, Llewellyn, because I actually forgot to ask that earlier. So it was a good job you asked that. <laughs> uh, I've had one from uh, the name on Instagram is Charlie has a good camera I think that uh, she met you last night actually because you were on the sign uh, yeah I, I signed I think I signed her jacket for her yeah uh, she's got a couple of questions she's asked do you have any pre-game rituals to get you psyched up uh, it's not it's not so much like a, a ritual but I do I do just before I'm going out onto the ice like each period, I'll fill my nose full of uh, vapor rub. Yeah. Um, and as as far as rituals, nothing really pre-game. It's mostly just like little things that I do on the ice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few I've noticed. One, you're generally the last person to leave the ice. Yeah. See, that's that's only uh, only a little recent thing, and it was it was basically last year. I just did it because someone else. I can't remember where it was. Someone else was on another team wanted to be the last one off the ice and I just wanted to be an arsehole and not let him. <laughs> and then I've noticed you hit the underside of the crossbar with the back of your stick. Yeah, that's, I've done that. I think I, I can't even think how long I've done that for. It's just, I don't know, I just, I think in my head, you know, I feel like if I tap the goal, I know where it is kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's weird, but yeah, it works in my head. Uh, Charlie's also asked, um, do you need uh, you know, to build your confidence back up if you've missed a shot or had a bad shift? Does you go back to the bench and you beat yourself up and someone has to lift you up or are you a bit more sort of solid in your own head? Perfect example of that is, is Saturday. Obviously, no one, no one got to see it, but I was, I was very much in my own head. Like I, I couldn't do anything right on Saturday. I had a very bad game. Um, and it is, it is tough. Especially, I'd say at this level, it's it's tough, and even levels below juniors is probably tough. But it's it's one of them. Once you get in your own head, if if you don't sort of start making uh, the right, not necessarily the right decisions, but the, doing the right things and doing the simple things right, it's it really plays on you on your mind. And for me, especially, it just really grates at me. So like on Sunday. Uh, I had Callum Burnett. Just every time I came off, you know, give me a little tap, 
yeah, you did that. You did that great. That was perfect. You know, you're nice and relaxed. You're calm on the park. It's brilliant. It's just it's small reassurances. Like you really, it it really makes a big difference because it eases your mind, kind of thing, without you having to think about what you're doing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I just have a normally if I do something wrong, like for example, say if I have a, a, a shot and it gets saved, I'll just have a little in my head. I'm like, God's sake, like, what are you doing? Come on, man. Sort yourself out. And then that's it. But say yeah. if you cost the goal from making a silly mistake, it, 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 it hurts for a little bit longer kind of thing, do you know? Yeah. But then you'd need someone in your, obviously if, you, if your teammate, we, we discussed men's mental health with Ollie and Cam last year. If, if someone can notice that behaviour in you and just give you that little bit of encouragement. Yeah. It sort of helps you get out of it, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And, and, like, for example, I was saying Callum was doing it. All the boys are, are there to do it. Every, everyone gives you a little G up every now and then, you know, like you'll just be sitting there and then someone will punch you in the back of the head and just be like, come on, wake up. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> come on, you know you're better than that kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, Callum was, because I think he knew that I was I was trying to sort myself out, he was just there just making sure, like, giving me them little reassurances and stuff. And, and it do, it does help massively. That's great. You you've managed to get a couple of goals this year, haven't you? Yeah, it's 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 tough with the the switch between forward and D, but and I get why Mark's doing it, you know, because I I can play D and I can play forwards. Mm. So if if there's in a situation where we're missing a D man, and and we need that that extra defenseman, then yeah, I'm I'm more than happy to play D. But yeah, in in the games that I've I've played forward, I've got a few assists, scored a few goals. So yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm doing all right. Yeah, no, I, I would entirely agree. I'd say, I've, especially in the last couple of weeks with the upturn in form, it's really noticeable that everyone is, there's that little extra 10% coming out of everyone. Yeah, I think we've, I think now that we've sort of, even though it's, we're in December, obviously, and we started in September, it's it's a lot of new faces to, to find the right mix and match, do you know? Yeah. Because you can put, five guys together but there might be one person that breaks down that five and then you've got to find what that issue is and then resolve it but I think yeah. Mark's Mark's got it to a T now like he he's really getting he, I, I feel like he is getting the best out of us now and and we're going to start well we, we already have started we're going to be putting away some serious results yeah I, I said that to uh, to Ross Clark sort of three weeks ago that I, I genuinely thought that once you guys had a little bit more time to gel and click. Yeah. We were going to start seeing some spectacular results because in the, the win against Oxford last week, there was elements of, of excellence in the performance. Yeah. Real elements of it. And it, and that would just get more and more and more. And I mean, despite, you know, a few defensive lapses on Saturday, we, we gave Milton Keynes a hammering. Yeah. And again, okay. literally, I'm, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. I would say I was probably the main cause of four of the goals do you know I just I had an absolute shocker <laughs> that's a bit it takes a big man to put their hands up there but yeah it's this and and that's that's it's it's one of them it's it's just sometimes it happens that way do you know things just don't go right for someone in a game and unfortunately Saturday was that game for me all right I, I've got a question here from from the club yeah They've asked, how quick can you eat a cupcake? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I one of one of the last cupcakes, so I just put it in in one. So one bite, yeah. 
and it was a good cupcake as well. So, <laughs> shout out to Alana. And I'll finish off the listener questions with one from your sister. Fair enough. She wants to know if you would like some serum for that bald patch in your beard. See, <laughs> I don't, I, I genuinely, I don't even know why it's there. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but it is what it is. I did. I asked Ross Clark because I, I had you in mind when I asked it that you ever worried that you're going to get a bit of a bald patch from the helmet. See, I'm I'm quite lucky with my head hair genetics. Is no one in my family has ever gone bald. My dad has got probably more hair than me. My granddad's got double the amount of hair as me. So I think in in that in that sense I should be all right. Yeah, I, I remember. I haven't actually got it here to hand. I've got most home programs from the last few years but i haven't got this one to hand uh, the first time that you appeared in the program was with with your little sort of introduction in, interview yeah um and you said that you would be known for always having a, a fresh cut yeah <laughs> I, I try i try my best to make sure it's nice and fresh for each game <laughs> it's brilliant well, Kieran, thank you very much for joining me tonight, mate. It's been a little longer than most of them. Um, I'm sure most people know we speak quite regularly, actually, and we um, so we've sort of just relaxed into that and had a nice long conversation because you're you are my daughter's favourite player. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just it's just nice to nice to nice to have a good little chat about it and and yeah. let people know the answers to the questions that they have and yeah, well, so and it's. So it's nice to have this chat. So every time you know we, we come and see you, and that's always lovely to chat to you. There's, there's more pictures of you in my daughter's room than there is of me. <laughs> so <there's, laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. We we love watching you play, and I think everyone that comes to watch Chieftains know that not only do you give a hundred percent on the ice, you obviously give it off the ice with the level of commitment and all the travel. Um, and when you were announced that you were resigning for this year, I know that everyone was absolutely thrilled. Yeah, man, and I was I was happy to be uh, given the privilege to to resign. So, yeah, just thank obviously everyone everyone that sh- shows up week in week out to watch us, you know, because without fans, obviously you ain't really got a team. So, exactly, and it makes a big difference having having that sort of crowd at home games, you know, because for example, when you go down three one and you've still got fans in the in the crowd cheering screaming bashing pucks on the glass you know it it shows it puts that little fire in your belly that there is more than more than just yourself out there trying to trying to win the game like you've got 800 a thousand people sitting there all wanting you to win the game as well and and it's nice when when you're in that situation knowing that you've got that sort of support yeah and i think it's like it works as a whole spectrum because obviously you guys you know you play the sport because you love the sport but you, you, you know, you want us to to cheer for you, and you you want to do well, you want to win, you want to get points, you want to score goals. But there's there's people that come to to the games Sundays at home, Saturdays away, and it that's what they've got. That's that's what they look forward to all week is going to hockey at the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a whole big family that's all there for each other every weekend. Yeah, and in the same respect, I I, I do the exact same. I live I live for the weekends. Uh, I do. Work is something I do to pass the time until it comes around to hockey. Yeah, rare into it, though. <laughs> Brilliant, there. mate. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on. No problem. And I will see you on Sunday. We are home just sold on Sunday. You've got Saturday night off. Yeah, sweet. Top man. Couple of Guinnesses Saturday night or keep it clean? Uh, what no one knows when I hurt them, will it? So. Yeah. <laughs>
Good man. Nice one. Nice one. Cheers for that. Cheers, Kieran. I'll see you later. Cheers, bye. A huge thank you to Kieran for joining me on Zero Pucks Given tonight. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I've really enjoyed this episode. It's not quite it's been as long as last week, so he didn't have to stick with it for quite as long. But honestly, I'm so grateful to everyone that's listening and the feedback I've been getting. It, honestly, it's it makes it so much more worth doing for myself. It's I'd, I'd do it anyway because I enjoy it and I think it's great to get the name of the club out there. But the fact that you guys are enjoying it as well is just absolutely fantastic. So obviously, if I see you on Sunday uh, at the home game against Solent, come and say hello. If you want to have a little recording, perhaps give me a little uh, a match prediction. We, we can do that too. It's always great to, uh, to connect with all of you guys. So thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. This podcast is hosted on Anchor by Spotify. It is available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts and other podcast outlets. Follow us on social media, Zero Pucks Given Podcast on Instagram, Zero Pucks Pod on Twitter, Zero Pucks Given Podcast at gmail.com for email. The music in this podcast is taken from Spotify. I do not own the tracks. Subscribe on Spotify to get notifications about all new episodes. Network.